It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Titans and uh, Locked On Redskins, I, I guess. Uh, we're doing a crossover edition. It, it is Wednesday, so we're previewing the upcoming weekend of NFL action. Uh, I am Terry, the co-host of Locked On Titans. Jimmy Morris has a day off. I am joined by Chris Russell of Locked On Redskins. Chris, thanks for joining us. Hey, Terry, how are you? Happy holidays to you and uh, your listeners and everybody in uh, Titan land. Um, good to be with you uh, on this crossover edition, man. Doing good, doing good. Uh, looking forward to an uh, uh, interesting matchup. It's a, it's a team that, that Titans fans don't know a whole lot about. It's just a team that we don't see a whole lot of. And, you know, I got to be honest, I, I looked at the, the standings and Maybe it's just a product of y'all playing in the same division as the Cowboys and Giants and Eagles, but I had no idea that you were seven and seven. Yeah, and and it's so weird the way this uh, season, quite honestly, Terry has, has worked. At one point, the Redskins, uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, were six and three, <clears throat> and then Alex Smith snaps his leg, uh, a compound fracture, as many know. And, and know the story of the complications and infections and all that. And then the Redskins, boom, lose four in a row. And they sign Reuben Foster, and they have players going crazy in their locker room. And it's just a debacle of epic proportions, quite honestly, um, you know, for Redskins Nation around here in the Washington, D.C. capital area. Um, you know, and then they win uh, last Sunday against a team that obviously you are very familiar with, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know, I'm sure Titans fans are like, "Yeah, duh, no kidding." Uh, we we kind of roll over them and crushed them. Well, the Redskins didn't exactly do that. They had to do it come from behind fashion in the fourth quarter. Uh, but yeah, here they are, seven and seven. And you know, ironically enough, with everything that has gone on this year, and I know it's been a lot crazier than it probably has been for you guys. Um, no, they still have a chance not only at the plan, but a division if some things break right, and most notably starting with a win this Saturday in Nashville. Yeah, that's absolutely wild. They're still alive. Um, yeah, like I said, I had no idea, but uh, clearly plenty of motivation. Uh, change at quarterback. Uh, Josh Johnson is now the starter. Tell us a little bit how, about how he's played since being inserted to this starting lineup. Yeah, Josh has been great in, in in the five quarters that he's played. Now, when I say great, we start with not a good passer in terms of accuracy, in terms of what you would consider your prototypical NFL, uh, you know, upper shelf type quarterback. That's not what Josh Johnson is. But what Josh Johnson is, is a guy who can throw the shorter and more intermediate passes with some accuracy as he did consistently uh, in Jacksonville. And again, you know, even though they only scored three points in the first half and ultimately 16 overall in the game, that's not all an indictment on Josh Johnson. I mean, there's other injuries on the offensive line and at wide receiver and no Jordan Reed at a tight end. On top of that, they also shoot themselves in the foot, the Redskins, uh, more than, you know, more than any other team in the NFL this year, I can tell you that, with offensive penalty after offensive penalty. So it's not all an indictment on how bad or good Josh Johnson was, but the guy's a scrap, you know, a, a scrapper. He's a fighter, Terry. He's, you know, I, I don't want to use any over, um, 
uh, you know, overly cliche terms, but but he didn't think he was ever going to play in the NFL again. He was the number one pick of the new AAF, which hasn't even started yet. Uh, less than a week before the Redskins called him up and said, "Hey, big boy, come here. Put down your 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 Madden football. Uh, put down your your charity basketball games. Stop working out with your high school team in Oakland, and come and join us." And oh, by the way, we we don't expect you to start because we have Mark Sanchez. But Mark Sanchez was so bad against the Giants. There, Josh Johnson was sorry, three days after he signed, playing in the fourth quarter of a forty to nothing blowout, and he led them on two touchdown drives. Okay, it is what it is. The Giants weren't playing that hard. We got it. But then he leads them to a win against still a defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road on Sunday. So it's a it, it, it quite honestly, I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's been an amazing, amazing story for a dude that hadn't completed a passed since 2011 before he got in in that fourth quarter of the giant blowout loss two weeks ago it's an interesting story and, and you know th- there's another one on that roster too adrian peterson you know i kind of saw that signing uh in, in training camp and just kind of rolled my eyes i mean like, ah, he's gonna be there for a couple weeks and he'll get cut no, stuck and at, at times he's looked like the adrian peterson of old uh tell us about his kind of uh, rejuvenated career in washington yeah, so, you know, really interesting. Um, not many people expected, including myself, to stick around. This is a guy that I've been advocating for the Redskins to pick up since he originally became a free agent after being let go by Minnesota, and the Redskins had no interest. And the Redskins said, no, 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 we, we know more. We we know more than we take these ham and eggers, these nine-to-fivers, and we're going to fit them in because that's the mentality in the NFL that, you know, any running back will fit. You don't have to spend money. You don't have to have a big name. And some coaches, some schemes, some systems, that has worked, clearly. Uh, the bottom line is, is it didn't work. So they go out and they lose the guy they drafted. Darius Geis from LSU in the second round. They lose him first preseason game, torn ACL. He's obviously done here. But even then, they don't bring in Adrian Peterson. They wait another injury, Samaj P. Ryan, for a week and a half before bringing him in. They bring him in. They sign him right away because he says they don't break a – they said he didn't break a sweat during his workout, looked great, bing, bang, boom. He's playing three days later. And I don't want to say it's been all downhill since then. Clear doesn't. There's been some tough games. There's been some moments. And Sunday was a perfect example. He had like 20 rushing yards there before the final drive. On that final drive, he kicked everybody's ass, quite honestly. If we're being honest, he shoved it right down a tired Jacksonville Jaguars defense's throat. And they were on the field for plus minutes already entering that final drive of the Redskins. And Jay Gruden went Back to Adrian Peterson, and that's the type of thing that he's brought. Leadership, character, which is weird to say, being that he's had such off the field, but he's brought leadership, he's brought a savvy, he's brought a example of how you can fight through some nagging and some tough injuries and keep your body going and keep your mind fresh. He hasn't complained yet, hasn't been a prima donna. He hasn't been great, great like stud, but he's been good enough for the most part and had some big, big games and some big, big moments where the Redskins would be lost without Adrian Peterson. Titans are suddenly banged up in the secondary. They lost Logan Ryan for the season. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro suffered a concussion. His status is kind of up in the air. Uh, Redskins have some, some pieces with some upside that probably haven't put it all together uh, quite yet. Uh, tell us who Josh Johnson is going to be throwing to on Saturday. Yeah, so that's really the you know you guys who you know um, you know where you you kind of lack 
the, the big time, at least nationally known stud at wide receiver. Paul Richardson was supposed to be that guy. He battled shoulder and knee injuries all year. They finally shut him down midway through the year. and acquisition and speedster from uh, Seattle. So, you know, now you're looking at Josh Doxson, so another Josh, who was a first-round pick at a TCU a couple of years ago. But quite honestly, Terry, if, if we're being honest, he's far from a game-breaker, far from a dynamic difference-maker. He's supposed to be a lot better in the red zone. He not really. Yeah, he's not really. Whether it's him not being able to get separation, them not get him or 50-50 balls, it just hasn't worked out. He's fine. He's a possession receiver. He's okay. He'll make a couple of catches. He'll probably have 40 or 50 yards, and that's it. And that's really, and quite honestly, you know, their number one outside guy, the guy that the Titans, I think, are going to have the most issues with in terms of controlling is Jamison Crowder, who's finally back healthy. Last couple of weeks, he's been able to play after missing uh, seven games, I believe it was, uh, in a row. He is the guy that you guys, uh, from a receiving perspective, from a receiving perspective, often from the slot, uh, is going to have the toughest matchup with because he can run any route and they clearly target him. Um, and he's, you know, clearly a big part of the Redskins offense. And he's fast enough while not being a speed demon that he certainly, if you're over-aggressive and you bite on a double move or if you slip or for whatever reason, if a safety is looking in the backfield off of a play action, he can run past you for a deep post and they'll hit him. Uh, and Josh Johnson's got an inaccurate arm for the most part, but he's he, he's got a good enough arm to get it to him if Jamison Crowder can slip past a defender. Wanted to shift to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Derrick Henry's been running wild two weeks. Uh, backed up a 200-yard game with, with a 170-yard game. Uh, that's going to be the primary focus for, for the Washington front. How have they held up against the run this year and in recent weeks? Well, in, in the last seven weeks, they've been absolutely awful against the run. Um, I don't have updated numbers for you uh, in, in this regard, but they allowed 171 net rushing yards to the Jaguars uh, on, on Sunday, and only, uh, I want to say it was for, uh, 46 of that was to Leonard Fournette, uh, including a 25-yarder, so they allowed Cody Kessler to scramble on a bunch of big third downs and make some plays, a couple other guys. Uh, so again, it was it was a big rushing day cumulatively for the Jaguars, uh, but they only have less than 200 yards of offense, so the pass shut them down. But specifically for the run, in the six games before last Sunday's win, uh, and again, five out of these six games were losses here, they had allowed 4.99 yards per rushing attempt. Obviously, that's not a good thing when you're looking at what Derrick Henry has done the last two years. Now, they have to hope that they get the Derrick Henry, quite honestly, of the first 12 games, not the last two games. And clearly, they're going to have to make sure that they're not tackling Big Boy around his shoulders and around his chest and that they're going south of the, uh, of the belt line and making sure that they're gang tackling and flowing to the football. They did a better job, much better job on Sunday of being more gap disciplined, sound fundamentally, springing, not missing as much to try and generate pass rush pressure. Some of that was because Jacksonville's offensive line stunk, so they didn't have to blitz uh, as much, so that allowed them to be more gap discipline, which has been a major, major problem. So again, real quickly in summation, they were really good the first eight games of the year. Been really, really bad the last seven. I should say the first seven games of the year. They've been really bad the last, you know, overall seven games of the season. So it's been a 50-50 mix. They do have a lot of talent. 
couple of big old Alabama first-round picks and Jonathan Allen. Uh, those guys have been pretty good for the most part against both the run uh, and getting upfield and trying to get after the quarterback uh, early on in their NFL career. All right, good stuff. When we come back from this break, I'll toss it to you for some questions on the Titans. Absolutely. Sounds good. This Saturday, the Redskins have a huge showdown with Tennessee. The single game will go a long way in the fight for the playoffs, and it could go a long way for you to win huge cash prizes. Single game fantasy football, that's right. You know it as DFS. It's the newest way to play one-day fantasy at DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football. If you've been thinking about trying out DraftKings, guys, now is the time. DraftKings has taken fantasy football from just one week to one game, making it easier for you to draft your lineup. Just like I did last week, played a bunch of great games. And for this Redskins-Titans game, all you have to do is draft six players from the game, one captain, and five other players. Your captain earns 1.5 times the points. You can go for value with the Dustin Hopkins, the excellent place kicker of the Redskins, or Adrian Peterson, maybe. He has a big game. Or Derrick Henry, which would be bad for the Redskins. It's that simple. Six players from one game. Just stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Go to DraftKings.com and download the app right now. Use the code Locked on to enter a single game contest for free this week with your first deposit and compete for your share of over $1 million in total prices. That's code Locked On only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back. Locked On Titans, Locked On Redskins crossed over. Chris, fire away with your Titans questions. All right, Terry. So we were just kind of wrapping up before we get to Mariota and the rest of the Titans. We were just talking about Derrick Henry and obviously what he's done the last two games. For those unaware, six touchdowns combined. We you know, saw it really on Thursday Night Football against a good Jaguar defense. I don't know how much you can take from a giant defense, uh, but still effective. And nevertheless, what have you seen in terms of the change for Derrick Henry? Has there been some aha moment or is it just big physical back as teams are wearing down finally hitting his stride well i think there's something to that uh late in the year thought uh the numbers for his career just go up in december uh that may be more of a product just a, of the cold you know you break out the run game in winter uh but overall i think it's just his confidence and i don't know what it took to get to this point but uh early in the year he just did not have it uh, Deion Lewis was the more effective back. It was not even close. Uh, he offered more in the pass game. Uh, he was a more dynamic runner. Then just out of nowhere, it, it flipped uh, in, in Jacksonville. Someone got to him and pissed him off. Uh, I mean, that's that's the only way I can put it. Uh, you're talking about a guy that ran small. He's three, 250 pounds, but he ran small. Uh, he would not lower his shoulder and run over people. He would not 
uh, he would rarely break out that stiff arm. But uh, you know, Jacksonville came to town and he was ready to roll. So uh, you know, all of his yards against Jacksonville came after contact. So we really haven't back it up, and then we saw him back it up in New York. So maybe he has turned the corner. Uh, whatever they did to motivate him, and, you know, there there was legitimate trade rumors going around on him. Neither, there was legitimate speculation that they could flip him for a receiver. So I'm not sure, but whatever it was, it was much needed. Uh, hopefully it'll continue. Uh, and like you were saying, with, with the Redskins struggling to stop the run, that's probably a bad for, formula for a win in Nashville on Saturday. Yeah, you mentioned Lewis, initially free agent acquisition. Who, yeah, again, Derrick Henry is going to be the number one X factor for both sides in terms of whether he can, you know, keep this hot streak going for the Titans to win and whether the Redskins. Who else do the Redskins, because uh, I mentioned, you know, a similar type nondescript receiver group. I know Delaney Walker, uh, you know, has missed the year at tight end. Uh, who else would you say Redskins fans really have to worry about um, besides, again, Derrick Henry, of course, Marcus Mariota, who we'll get to? Cortez has had some some big games. The passing game as a whole has just kind of been down. They really haven't used the passing game in the past two weeks. But the guy that can really break a game open has been Taewon Taylor. Uh, he has some down-the-field ability. Uh, he's hard to keep up with down the field. So if you start getting Derrick Henry rolling, uh, all of a sudden they're going to throw play action at you and go over the top with Taewon Taylor. So those safeties have to stay alert. Um, they've, they've really started attacking that since Taylor came back from injury. So that's definitely have my eye on, you know, outside of that, there's just not a lot there. Marcus Mariota has pretty much nothing to work with this year outside of Davis and Taylor, um, you know, who are, who are nice players, but, uh, haven't really shown the consistency quite yet. Uh, so Marcus Mariota, really his his numbers are down. I, I think he's still playing at a pretty high level. Uh, but he's had an inconsistent offensive line protecting him. Uh, so I'm not too concerned about numbers. But maybe Marcus Mariota using his feet is another X factor. But really, it's just as simple as they're going to pound Derrick Henry. Uh, and until that doesn't work, you know, that's what they're going to do. All right, Terry, so you just mentioned Marcus Mariota there. So I guess we'll go there next. You think he's playing at a pretty high level uh, the question I have for you is, what is he doing well, in your opinion, that he can control? Obviously, he doesn't have control over lack of talent on him. Uh, he doesn't have control over offensive line issues. Uh, to some degree, he does in terms of avoiding sacks or hits. But what is he doing well that makes you say, hey, this guy's still playing well besides pedestrian numbers and the struggles of the passing offense in general? I think he attacks the the middle of the field really well. He uses you know you see that next level stuff. Uh, you see him looking off linebackers and safeties. Uh, it's something he's done since his rookie year. Uh, you know he, he's getting better down the field as, as a half his misses or two. Um, it, he's been a, a really good quarterback when he's been healthy. That's been the problem though. Uh, so when you evaluate him this year, you've got to take into account the week one nerve injury in his elbow. Uh, he was forced to come back early. Adam Gabbert got knocked out of uh, the Jacksonville game. Uh, so he was playing without feeling in two of his throwing fingers. So, uh, And that lingered on for, for a month afterwards. So you don't really know when exactly he got right. Uh, you don't really know how it was affecting him. But you saw him get into a groove in the middle of the season. Uh, but the drops, just the the... The talent around him just was not there. Uh, Titans should have beat Buffalo. 
Marcus started through a game-winning touchdown pass, and it was dropped by just wide open, who was cut the, the very next day. Uh, so just <laughs> just a, a whole bunch of stuff working against them. This is his third coaching staff. It's like his fourth offensive coordinator. It's just ridiculous. Well, I, well, I, let me let me jump in on you there, if you don't mind. Go. How is how has he transitioned and worked with Matt Lafleur? Because I was mentioning to you off the air before we began recording this. You know, I covered Matt when he was you know, just a young up-and-coming quarterbacks coach with Robert Griffin and Kyle and Mike Shanahan. So, you know, uh, Matt has learned from some of the best. He was with Sean McVay, uh, um, you know, and now he's running the show for Mike Rabel in Tennessee. How is that relationship, and how do you think he's developed as a play caller? It's been, uh, I'll be honest, uh, you know, coming over to the Rams, we just thought, oh, we're going to have this big 21st century offense and it's going to we're going to beat the rams and it's all going to be great it didn't happen um and, and you know we had people rams people tell us it's going to take some weeks to to get the groove and we understand that to a certain extent uh but i, I think the offense has been stunted by some some injuries you mentioned delaney walker early uh richard matthews left the team uh, three that's a big deal because he's the titans number two receiver so just all kinds of curveballs coming at Marcus Mariota and uh, you know the Titans' new coaching staff there. So uh, they've they've really been through it all. I, I think it's probably unfair to to really give a grade on a flirt to this point. I think you're starting to see him hit his groove though. Um, Derrick Henry's finally stepped up. The offensive line has finally stepped up. You're starting to see some sort of identity. Um, so I, I think you're going to continue to see Marcus Mariota grow as a play action passer. Uh, especially as Derrick Henry continues to roll. Uh, on, on on the flip side, on, on defense, just so we don't go too long here, I know losing Logan Ryan is obviously a significant blow. I know uh, Redskin first-round pick, Arakpo, Ryan Arakpo, was hurt uh, and don't know moving forward, so maybe you can touch on that. But uh, on, on defense, it really probably starts with Mike Rabel's defensive line, right, in terms of the strength uh, of this football team, or does the strength lie elsewhere? I think the strength is in the linebackers. Uh, Up front, they're okay. They've got Jarrell Casey, who is an outstanding player. Uh, But outside of that, they're just okay. Uh, Jayon Brown, Wesley Woodyard are are great. Uh, Rashawn Evans is coming on. He he missed all of of Titans' first-round pick. He's become an impact playmaker. They get a lot of action out of that linebacker core. They they blitz because they're not able to really rush the passer uh, off the edges. Now, Brian Arakpo is dinged up right now, but uh, unfortunately, it appears that he is done. Uh, just not made that big of an impact this year. Uh, so the Titans have been forced to go elsewhere and, and really bring pressure in the middle uh, on, on passing down. So I think the, the strength is, is in the linebacking core. The Titans had a decent secondary before Logan Ryan went down. Now it's going to be interesting to see how that group responds. you got Malcolm Butler, who's bounced back at a brutal start to the year. Uh, you're going to insert LaShawn Sims into that lineup. Uh, Dory Jackson might get some more run. At, this is kind of an unknown for us going into this one. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Butler, and, you know, so you think he's certainly made the progress. I mean, maybe he couldn't have been at the beginning of the season. How do you think they kind of evaluate him? Uh, and, uh, again, would that be a guy that even though – He's had some big, big moments, as big of a moment as you can possibly get, that if you're the Redskins and you're trying to team a passing attack, would you try and go after Malcolm Butler, or would you just try and avoid him 
being that, again, he does have some ball hawk type tendencies. I think he's definitely attackable. Uh, he gave up a, a deep ball in, I, I believe it was five of the first six games. Uh, so he, okay. he's a guy that can really be attacked down the field. He t- For whatever reason, he just ends up being a step behind uh, down the field. Adore Jackson has, has had success this year. Uh, they've kind of started letting him shadow, but uh, he's certainly had his down moments. You know, uh, the, the T.Y. Hilton uh, really got after him in Indianapolis. Uh, and then LaShawn Sims, he's the new guy. Uh, he's pretty active. He's a big corner that can get physical with you, though. Uh, so, uh, again, that's the unknown. We don't know how this rotation is going to go. But uh, if I'm the Redskins, I'm still finding Malcolm Butler. I'm still probably going to test him deep a few times. Yeah, and last thing for me, uh, for you uh, at least, and then I'll turn to uh, to wrap us up here, uh, my guy Will Compton, who I got to be uh, pretty close to. I, I know he's made a little bit of an impact on special teams. Uh, how is he kind of fit in uh, for Redskins fans that remember Will uh, as a good leader and, and certainly an inside linebacker with some deficiencies, but also somebody who can contribute on specials? Yeah, he was uh, he was an important player for the Titans in, in weeks uh, in the early weeks. Uh, like I said, Rashawn Evans missed all of training camp. Um, unfortunately for him, come on, you know, Compton's kind of come off. So, uh, but he's fit into the Titans culture really well. You know, Taylor Lewan is such a, a personality. Will Compton kind of shares that personality. So he's been, okay. a, yeah, he's been a presence in the locker room and Titans fans seem to love him. Yeah, absolutely. Good character guy. And like I said, can help out on uh, special teams. Um, yeah, so I, I will come on back uh, here on this crossover edition of the Locked on Titans and Locked on Redskins podcast with some game predictions, right? That's right. All right, sounds good. We will take a quick timeout, our final timeout, uh, and be back with Terry and my predictions here on Crossover Wednesday. Locked on Titans, Locked on Redskins. Good to have you with us. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked on Redskins and the Locked on Sports Podcast Network. Email me at russellmania09, that's R-U-S-S-E-L-L-M-A-N-I-A-0-9, russellmania09 at gmail.com, and I'll get you all the details. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, we are back. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday in Nashville? Yeah, short week for the Redskins, short week for the Titans, but the Titans don't have to carry. They're obviously at home. They're the better football team. I don't think anybody would dispute that. I disagree with the, uh, I believe at last check, it was a uh, 10 and a hook on the uh, point spread. I'm not a big point spread guy, uh, but I do think that's a little bit of an insult, quite honestly, uh, to the Washington Redskins if, if they're shooting uh, straight here. However, I do think the Titans are the better team. I do think Josh Johnson... Uh, not that he'll come back down to earth. I think he is what he is, but I don't know if he'll have 
quite the success taking off, running, improvising, making some plays late as he did through the passing game, um, you know, that the Redskins quite honestly got against, yes, a very good defense at Jacksonville. So I think the Titans win. I think it's a close one. I don't think either offense here, uh, as you know, is really explosive. And I have to believe, even though the Redskins have really, really struggled to shut down the run, uh, I have to believe they'll at least reasonably keep Derrick Henry under control. The question will be, do they let a big one, and this is my fear from a Redskins perspective, a big one that you're not expecting get behind them and cost them the game. Yeah, it's interesting from a Titans perspective because this is the first time that I've had confidence in this team uh, really since they beat the Patriots. And, you know, they beat the Patriots and they come back and get blown out by the Colts and the Texans. Um, so it, it, I'm a little scared of this confidence, honestly, because, uh, you know, they were in a similar situation with the Jets a, a couple weeks ago and let the Jets get out to a 16 nothing lead. They were lucky to come back and win that game. I could I could certainly see a, a scenario like that playing out. I just think this team has found something with Derrick Henry. I, I think they're going to ride him. I think Washington is going to struggle to consistently uh, keep him at bay. And I, I think it's just going to be kind of – uh, but I, I can see the Titans sort of uh, getting control late into the third quarter, early into the fourth quarter. So we both have the Titans. Uh, I, I'll just jump in here. I'm going to go 20 to, 20 to 13 Tennessee as my final score prediction. Again, I think the Redskins will cover the number, whatever it turns out to be. Again, at last check, it was about 10 and a hook. Uh, but I think the Re- I think the Titans uh, can can get to right around that 20 mark against this Redskins defense. And don't forget about the They allowed a punt return for a touchdown uh, last week. It's normally been a good unit. So I see the Titans winning, you know, a, a, about a touchdown game, maybe a little bit less. Yeah, I'll go something like uh, I'll, I'll 16-10. I think this, this Titans defense is playing pretty well. It's going to be a pretty stout test for Josh Johnson. All right, so you have a lower-scoring game uh, than me. I don't think anybody should be expecting one of these 35-31 back and forth. No. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, that would put, obviously, really, really good positioning for an AFC playoff berth, of course, uh, as they try and get back there for a second year in a row after beating uh, Alex Smith, now the Redskins quarterback, who, of course, is injured in Kansas City uh, last year ahead. Um, you know, again, it would be, I don't want to say it's a Christmas miracle, but it would be kind of a Christmas miracle magic carpet ride and great story if Josh Johnson and the Redskins somehow, some way, uh, could find a way uh, to win this game in Smashville, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Absolutely. Well, you know, Chris, thanks for uh, good stuff. Good luck to the Redskins the rest of the way. Absolutely, man. Great to uh, catch up with you and your listeners uh, on the Lawn Titans podcast. Happy holidays, uh, everybody. And, uh, you know, look forward to uh, watching this game uh, uh, on, uh, on Saturday. I hope everybody has a good holiday season. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with our Redskins preview uh, you know, check out Locked On Redskins a couple more times before uh, the game on Saturday. I'm sure Chris will have some more stuff up before then. So, as always, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.